y'all. Come on in. Give yourselves a hug. <laughs> you all right. <laughs> if you are tuned in right now, I want to let you know that you are a super dope person and I'm excited to have you here along with my beautiful guest, Miss Tabby P. What's up, y'all? So if you guys don't know, Tabby P is an amazing artist. Um, she's the lead in the band. <laughs> <laughs> the nameless band, but Tabby P, tell us, tell us, how you feeling today? I'm doing pretty good. It's been a, you know, pretty interesting day, um, but I'm happy to be here. Thank an interesting day? Me. Yeah, you know, it's been gloomy outside, but it's been a happy moment, you know, despite how the atmosphere is trying to tell us to feel. I well, still feel great. It warmed up a little outside, but today like has <laughs> definitely been a gloomy day. But thank you for making time to be here today. Yeah, thank I'm you for so having me. excited to have you here. I love my artist. My sister is actually a musician as well. Nice. Her name is Uzi Susie. I don't know if you've ever okay. heard of her. She's I from think Cleveland. I've heard. What's yeah. up, Uzi? Hey, Uzi. <laughs> and we're from Ohio. Turn yes. up. <laughs> you know what? That's... That's funny because I find my people anywhere in the world. Yeah, we just magnet to each other, you know? It's the skin. Yeah. That's what I was like, where are you from? What kind of water you you're, been drinking? Your shit's going. Who are you? <laughs> you're not from here. <laughs> but anyway, so tell us a little about yourself as an artist. What got you started? Um, well, I am a pop rock artist. Um, I songwrite in a lot of different genres as well. That include like country, gospel, hip hop, um, EDM. I, I kind of, you know, dabble and dabble in all the spectrums. Um, I just kind of like music, so I just do it all. Punk rock? Uh, yeah, why not? Punk rock? Yeah. What What made you choose that? Well, it's pop rock, uh, actually. So pop rock is like, uh, when I grew up, my mom, I was a latchkey kid, and instead of watching BET, we had MTV on our um, on our cable channels, mm -hmm. and I grew up listening like to Gwen Stefani or uh, Love her. yeah, the A Team. I, I, I just like little, little things kind of stapled in my life that um, for other people it probably would have been other artists, but because I grew up kind of listening to MTV, I kind of gravitated to those people. Um, and so then I started listening to like Pink and Avril Lavigne and. Yes, Panic at the Disco. <laughs> like those are my all-time favorites, and so I started realizing like I also like like Beyonce or um, Etta James. Like also the soulful things. I also liked Rihanna. Like how she was kind of spunky. Not only did she like do R and B, but she also she touched on a lot of genres herself. Mm -hmm. And her look is more like you know on the rock alternative side. So I kind of gravitated to all of that and was like, well, how do I be myself in this in all of these things that I chose to like? And it came out as Tappy P. All right, Tappy P. So, <laughs> so what is your style like? Like, I see you got on your show. If you show them a little glitter real quick. Okay, let me get, let me, uh, <laughs> you know. She came through shining a little bit. So tell us a little bit about your style. Like, what inspires you? Um, well, I like things that kind of pop out. Like, I wear, I like to wear black, mm -hmm. but I like to wear statement pieces as well. Um, I also like to change my hair a lot. <laughs> so I like, like when I pick out my hairs, it's the same as I pick out my outfits. If it stands out and I think it's gonna look good on me, then why not try it? Mm. You know? I don't think we were supposed to just meant to just look one kind of way. I think we're supposed to, you know, try them all and see what works for you. I agree. Because mm -hmm. how do you know what you like unless you try unless everything? Unless you try it, yeah. How do you know you're not gonna like this long bob over here and you never had it? Mm -hmm. Or you might have a shortcut, like a pixie cut. I've never tried a pixie cut. I'm not trying. You know? Do it. Yours is cute. Thank you. And I'll try to keep my hair pushed behind my ear a little bit, you know, and I'll do my ponytail. You want the wind, must yeah. 
But yes, I absolutely think that you shouldn't stay in just one kind of look or one kind of feel because mm -hmm. you'll be a boring person for your whole life. Yeah. So your clothes, the way that you wear your shoes, your hair, everything like kind of creates you, creates yeah. a person who you are. So what really ignites you? I know that you're an artist, but mm -hmm. what ignites you? Um, Seeing people have a good time while I'm on stage. Like uh, the my favorite part of uh, being an artist is show showmanship. Um, so when I'm on stage and I see people like uh, most of my songs have messages to them. So when I see them, when people when I see people adapting to them or really connecting with them, sometimes we get people dancing on the stage with us. Sometimes we get people like getting on top of chairs and you know rocking out with us, but they're rocking out in a positive manner. Mm -hmm. So it's like they forgot about all the bullshit that's going on in the world, and they decided to take this time just to be free. And it's to my music, and it, it just kind of—it's a—it's a thing for me. Do you call people up on stage? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> how, how you do it? I the most awkward. Call me person. on stage real quick. I want to jump down. Well, call me on stage. I'm like, come on. Let's, I'm like, oh, you, you want to? Yeah, you. Listen, la 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 la. Come on, come on. Just come, just jump up here. Fuck those stairs. Come on. Jump up Lady, there. Okay. Yeah, yeah, guys, come on, help her up. <laughs> Okay, that's, that's a, a better. <laughs> so, come on, we got you. And then you just vibe out on the stage with me, even if you don't know the words, because I, I am an upcoming artist, so a lot of people might not, well, you know that's going to change in a couple years. Okay, Listen period. to the music. Okay. Um, but, you know, when pe even if people don't know the music, the vibe is still there. If it's good music, people still feel it. Mm -hmm. So when they get up there and they're, they're vibing to the music, it makes the whole crowd just, like, adapt to that feeling. It's a, it's a, it's a beautiful thing. Have you ever had anybody come on stage that you... You were like, all right, get off the stage now. Oh, my best friend. <laughs> <Your> best <laughs> my best friend. Let me tell you, my best friend, Adachio, that motherfucker will get on stage. And he, he means all well. But, you know, we all have those people that love us so much. Mm -hmm. And they want to support so much. Sometimes I'd be like, all right, just get off the stage. Just... But he's all good. <laughs> let, that, let him get on the stage. I do sometimes. Okay. You know, sometimes I don't care if I'm, you know. Do you have other people that you perform with? Um. Well, so I throw showcases. Mm -hmm. So, um... Of course, there I get people to come on stage or you know do performances as well. Um, I have people who feature with me as well in certain songs, so I bring them on stage as well, or they'll bring me on stage, whoever shows it is. And um, yeah, it's fun. So who would be someone that you would want to collaborate with? Have you thought about that? Oh, yes. Um, Pink. Pink? Yeah, I would love to write a song for Pink. That would be dope. That would be like a dream. Did you write it me. yet? I wrote a, a few songs she might like. Did <laughs> you, you know? send them to her yet? No, not yet, because a lot of people tell me I should just keep them. What? Yeah. If that's something that you want to do, you got to send her the song. I mean, yeah. Pink, if you ever come across this podcast, Bruce Flowers, Tabby P is absolutely looking forward to working with you. Yeah. And I know it's going to be fire. Yeah. Hit my girl up. Definitely. Just, it's going to be there. Just come back to this interview and be like, I told you so. Just, you know what? Take this interview and send it to her. Yeah. Send it to somebody in her team <laughs> and see what happens. You don't know unless you ask. Yeah, true. I know that to be true. Yeah. Closed mouth don't get fed. That's true. It's just not a cliche. <laughs> but okay, I don't know anything. I just podcast. Nah, like, you, you know. know some things. You know, a little shun, shun. <laughs> yeah, be a little bit. So... What role does music play? Like, what is it? How does it truly play a, a part in your life? It's an outlet. It's an outlet for pain, for love, for uh, feelings that you can't describe. It's it's just a way to not, you know, go to jail for hurting somebody <laughs> <laughs> because you got it all bottled in. You know, mm -hmm. it's just a way to express yourself. So when you're writing, um, take us through like your creative process. Um, so 
when I write songs, uh, sometimes I write it to a beat that a producer's creator. Sometimes I just write it in my head without the beat. Um, I'll usually write the whole song and then go in the studio and record a rough. Uh, when I record the rough, uh, I see if I like it or if and if my producer or my team likes it. If they do, then instead of doing the final rough, we just perform it and see if the crowd likes it. If the crowd likes it, then it's worth recording. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's a, you save a lot of money That's a that cool way. way to do things. So you mean a rough draft when you're saying the rough? Well, yeah, well, just the idea. It might not even be like all the harmonies. Might not, you might not even know all the harmonies right then and there. Or you might not know, like, uh, we, you might not, we might not even know what the, the bridge is going to be. Hmm. But we've created such a solid foundation with the hook and the verses. We perform it, and then we might make the hook up on spot. And if it works, it works. So that's like, like... You don't go in there and record and you just perform it in front of somebody. That's mm-hmm. kind of like doing market research. Yeah, like basically. To see what the people yeah, like. Yeah, see what the people Yo, like. That is really cool. Yeah. Do, do other artists do that? Or? Well, I don't know. I, don't I mean, know. I mean, pretty. I, I, when I explain the idea to other people, they feel like, you know, it's one, it saves a lot of money. You don't go in there and record something that might not click with the crowd. And they say, oh my, that's a good idea. But I'm not sure if people do it. I think it's a good way to do it, though. That's an amazing way to do it. That's mm-hmm. thinking outside of the box. Like, mm-hmm. why waste studio time when you could just get somebody to pay you a couple dollars to perform it? To perform it. And yeah. then see if that is the actual one you want to actually go forward with. Wow, that's amazing. So when you're writing... Mm-hmm. Do you like just pour out like all of your emotions and pain or do you take on other people's kind of attitude source things and write about it? Um, Some of my songs are definitely about something that I've went through. Mm-hmm. And then other songs are pieces of other people's life that I've elaborated on. Um, I have a song called Bad Days and it's um, it's it talks about somebody having a bad day from their guy cheating on them. And it takes you through the whole story mode of... Uh, them showing up to the house, how they feel, her catching the guy in the in the bedroom. But I've never been through that. Ooh, that's it's just, juicy. Yeah, and it, it gets just, it downloaded on on Spotify and Apple Music. Give us a little snippet. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. I, yeah, I can. Um, Ooh, artists always ready to perform. Yeah, go ahead. Right. Go ahead. Um, I'm rolling alone. I'm lost in the smoke. I'm low key high as hell, and I'm about to choke. I got my bottle. It's gassing my full throttle, and it's gonna be a while before I come down to earth. He threw me into oblivion, baby. He knew me enough to know that I was crazy. Yet and still, I was supposed to be his lady. Supposed to be his lady. Supposed to be his lady. Ooh, there he go texting other bitches. Ooh, Ooh. this bitch was standing in my kitchen. Ooh, Ooh. is in my heels this bitch. Wearing, ooh, 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 ooh. Next thing I know, I'm past 80, and there's no one in the world that can save me. I pulled up to the house and I got the fuck out, and I'm looking now. Is this a different bitch? How? Dang! <laughs> oh, that's catchy. Look, I caught on that quick. You did. You can't. You, yeah, we just talked Come about on, this. Come on, put me we on stage. I always this. wanted to become a background singer, y'all. That was my debut. <laughs> y'all better stop playing with us. Yes. Tabby P. But and that. And. <laughs> but that one was more so. I've never been through that. I've never pulled up with my guy cheating or, or anybody or anything. But um, just having the idea. And deciding to storytell and mm-hmm. elaborate on it, it just became a piece. Wow. Well, I absolutely went there. So I was at the Well, I was absolutely in the story, like pulling up to the house. Do she got on my shoes? Yeah, that's my heels, my wow. autos. Oh my god. So that's so important as a musician to 
to express everything like because somebody could always resonate with it yeah. like I've never dealt with that before either yeah. but I felt like I was mad just a yeah, second just ago <laughs> I was like ooh ooh like you that's my friend over there right. ooh I like right. that but yeah. wow like music is powerful yeah. how do you feel like after you write a song after you perform it like is it some that just get dumped in the trash like you say this can never come out or I'm that you be, hold dear to you I'm gonna be real honest right now all of them are like dump them in the trash <laughs> That's but, a lie. But that, but it, it's only because an artist is their are, are their own worst critiques, mm-hmm. and so I go through it and be like, oh, that wasn't good enough, and then I that, but that's the whole reason of me going to the crowd first to see and if they like it because it's no longer my opinion; mm-hmm. it's about what matters to the mass. So I could be like all day. It's like songs that my friends would be like, oh, you should keep that song. I'm like, no, I'm selling it. I don't want that song. <laughs> but that, like, I like the songs that I I could have prepared for Pink. It's like. Oh, I'm selling them. Yeah, absolutely. I got the song that I got for that Taylor Swift could absolutely kill right mm-hmm. now. But people heard it and was like, "Oh, you're crazy as hell if you give that up." <laughs> and, I, and then I go back and listen to them. Like, huh? Maybe I should keep it. What's more important for you to to keep to keep the song for yourself and potentially get recognized for it, or sell the song to an artist that you know could like just kill it and get recognition that way as a writer? What's more important to you? I mean, honestly, to me, it doesn't matter. I think as long as the message gets out. Mm. I mean, a lot of people can be like, they're in it for fame or they're in it for the money. But me, honestly, it's always been a hobby and it's always been to service other people. Music has, for me, has always been to service other people. So whether I get, whether I'm on stage delivering the message or whether I can sell it to an artist and they convey the same message, the message is still getting out there. That's I mean, beautiful. I do want to be compensated for my <laughs> for my of work. Of course, but, of course, yeah. as you should. Because I really like that song that you just saw. So <laughs> definitely, y'all go check that out. Download it. Um, so tell us, so you're a great storyteller, clearly. So tell us about your best performance and your worst performance. Oh, let's start off with the worst. <laughs> <laughs> my worst performance was probably my first performance. Um, and I really... I didn't understand what stage fright was Mm -hmm. until I actually got on the stage to sing. I could get on the stage and talk all day, but to sing, it was like, uh. So I forgot a lot of the words. Um, I had this rose that I was kind of just waving at everybody. (laughs) Like it was really, like it was like a wand that I was, I don't know what it was going on, but it didn't look right. I was very, like my hair was done up by uh, this hairstylist, shout out to, you know, whoever you were, I I forgot your name. (laughs) But you know, he did a badass hairstyle Mm -hmm. on me. It was raw. And uh, I looked amazing, but I was just not cutting it. I had no energy on the stage. I had, I was so nervous. It was like I was just clammed up and pointing this rose at everybody. And I went back and looked at it, and I was like, oh, yeah, I can't do that anymore. Did the people boo you? No. They, were no. they silent? Yeah, no, no, they weren't silent. They encouraged me. Mm-hmm. I think because I also expressed that it was my first time performing, too. Okay, so okay, I think okay. when you express that, people are more, you know, kind to you mm-hmm. <laughs> on stage. But uh, they didn't boo me or anything. They encouraged me. They clapped. Um, but I knew I didn't do a good job. Mm-hmm. And, and my team also, they, my team wasn't sugarcoating it. They just they told me, hey, you got to get better. Like, we understand that that was your first performance, but... If you want to do this, you gotta you gotta practice and learn how to how learn what stage performance is. Um, and so then uh, after that, I just kept practicing. I kept practicing. Kept working on it. Um, my best show, I would have to say, the best. Like you know, you rocked that joint. Ooh. People was hitting you up like, yo, you did that. I'm gonna pay full price the next time. <laughs> my 
So I also, okay, so my best show was probably also another worst show too. I was performing at the landing and uh, they told us, they told us ahead of time that it was uh, no cursing on the songs. A lot of my songs have curse words mm-hmm. in them. But um, they told us it was the no cursing at first and it was pouring down raining and we decided, you know, you know, bump it. We're just going to do the show anyway. And we did it. And you, all you saw was these random people coming out with their umbrellas dancing in the rain to our songs. And uh-huh. so we cleaned the song. Like, I don't never clean my songs up because I'm a rock star. I'm like, you know, if you don't like it, whatever. But they told me kids were going to be out there. Mm-hmm. Kids are my, like, it's, it's a weak point for me. Like, I, I'm not going to disrespect kids. You tell me kids are never going to be out there. I'm not cursing them from point blank. So, um... <laughs> We're, we get to the third song and we're rocking out. These people are like with us in the rain. Like at first, like all the other performances, they're just kind of underneath the awnings mm-hmm. trying to not get wet. But they're out there with us. Some people are like, just bump the umbrellas. Let's just out here and have fun. And I'm feeling it. Like the energy is just going around. And I, <laughs> I, my guitarist is playing and he plays a little bit after the track. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you played the shit out that guitar. And they cut us off and kicked us off the stage. Oh. Uh. They shut us down, shut my mic off, shut their amps off, and kicked us off stage. Dang! Everybody was like, boo, all you heard was boos from the crowds. The other sound guy was trying to talk to the main guy, telling him like, oh my gosh, she didn't curse during the song, she only said one word, but he was not going for it. But I felt so great coming off that stage, even though we got kicked off. Well, did the people a, clap for you guys oh, when you were getting they, kicked off the yeah, stage? Yeah, they were just like, bring them back, and we kind of started doing it acapella, but he had a, a electric guitar, so he, he, we couldn't get that far. But it was the, it was the best feeling and the worst feeling of my life because I always wanted to play on the landing stage and I finally got there only to get kicked off. <laughs> wow, the landing is a bad place anyway. Is well, it still it's not there? there. No, it's, it's not. not there it's anymore. not even here. They should have let me play. No, I'm just yeah. <laughs> Fuck the landing. <laughs> Hope no kids are listening. <laughs> Don't repeat that. Don't repeat that until you get eighteen. <laughs> okay, so I see. Well, I heard that you said that you have a soft spot for children, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And you won't ever disrespect the kids. Yeah. Are you a mother? I am. I have a son. He's seven. You have a seven-year-old mm-hmm, son. Mm-hmm. See, I knew you was a mommy. Yeah. How's that being a mom? Oh, it's great. You know, it's it's. They don't come with a manual guide, but you know, we figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I try. Like, I'm right now. I'm on this thing where I'm teaching him how to use his mind, like how to be uh, visual with mm. his mind. And I feel like if I teach him at an earlier age, he'll get, he'll learn control over his mind and thoughts earlier in life than a lot of people do. So how do you guide him there? Um. Well, right now, um. It's just like memorization skills or teaching him how to visualize things that he's already seen instead of just being able to repeat it back. Like what color was the ball when you looked over there or what color was the curtain when you looked over there? Like it's like triggering. I don't know. Honestly, I I don't I honestly don't know what I'm doing, but I feel like it's right. I like that. All right. I'm the seven year old son. Mm -hmm. I love to be in somebody's business. So, yeah. So help me teach me. So like so like you lost your lunchbox and you don't know. If you took it out at the house or if you left it at school. Mm-hmm. So I tell you, okay, think. When you were taking everything out of your book bag, what all did you pull out? Do I have to close my eyes? Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know what I pulled out my book bag. I pulled out my pencil. Mm-hmm. What color was your pencil? Yellow Okay. pink. Okay. Mm-hmm. It got the number two on okay. there. Sharp. Can you see it in your head? Mm-hmm. Okay. What else did you pull out? I didn't pull out the lunchbox. You didn't pull out that lunchbox, I had that huh? bag empty. Yeah. <laughs> but you, now you could visualize it instead of just be like, oh, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Now it's teaching you how to actually look back on the moment and visualize it to see what you actually wow. saw. Wow. 
That's so, do you feel like as an artist that's important than just memorizing? Like you think he can learn to, like he can learn more that way just by being a visual? Well, he'll be, I feel like he'll be more observant to things around him and more um, in tune with how he thinks. Mm. A lot of people, what I've realized is um, from a young age, I've always been in tune with how I think. Like I'm, I'm able to control my thoughts. I'm able to memorize a lot of things. Um, and I also realized later in life that not a lot of people can do that. Mm -hmm. Not a lot of people can, um, can um, comprehend what they read. They just read and it's just a sentence to them. Mm -hmm. They don't understand what the sentence is, is being said, what's, what the sentence is saying. So um, when I try to teach him that, I think it's gonna be, when he, when he has control over his thoughts, he'll be able to manifest easier. Mm. He'll be able to um, look for red flags and actually know what the red flag means. Like, is that worth doing it or is it not? Or is that just I just, is that just associated with something bad? And I don't really know what that bad is. Like, he'll be able to think for himself, mm -hmm. not not just follow what everybody else is saying because he doesn't know how to think for himself. Wow, that's super powerful. Um, do you travel often? Oh, yeah. Every, every chance I get. Every chance. So mm -hmm. since you travel often as an artist, how how do you cope with being away from home since you're a mother? Like, How do you cope with the two? Oh, well, depending on the time of year, Aaron will come with me. Mm -hmm. I Like if it's summertime, um, why not? I'm not doing anything like really not kid friendly unless it's a show and then if i have family there of course he'll stay with the family but other than that we're going to kids that we're going to the zoo we're going to the festivals we're going anywhere that he can experience that out, out of town trip too oh feel like something in my nose Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay so you have a traveling child mm -hmm. that's awesome because most kids are pretty much standard at the house or they going to school they're not really traveling with their parents um well if now if it's during school time then my mom is my mom's home mm -hmm. so uh she'll be able to take care of him when i can't take him all right let's get something juicy going in here okay all right so you're a parent mm -hmm. um what kind of friends do your does your uh, son have around and i'm asking for a reason so well what kind of my friends or his no friends? his friends oh he, he has uh you know, regular school friends, I guess. He has uh, some of my friends' nieces and nephews um, coming around, or brothers and sisters. Like, you know, we have younger brothers and sisters and stuff. So, he, he you know, he, he suffices. Okay. He's like as popular as I am. Oh, shoot. <laughs> Everybody loves him. Okay, so I want to know about an experience that you had when you were younger mm -hmm. with your group of friends because you're an artist artsy people hang with other creatives right yeah well, maybe <laughs> maybe maybe everybody is creative in their own right but mm -hmm. um with your relationships as a child like how did how did your experiences with with your friends like mold you or shape you into the person and the artist that you are right now Ooh, i honestly back then i wasn't into I knew I could sing and I could play the piano back then, mm -hmm. but I wasn't really into music. Like it, I was going through a lot of childhood trauma that was pushing me away from that. Like it was a lot of things associated that people wanted me to be and I didn't want to be it. So I just took, I just completely blocked the whole lane off. But I do believe that that those childhood ex experiences gave me experiences to write from, mm -hmm. or even the drive to help the people who helped me back then. Um, the only the only experience I had as a kid was I got into a lot of trouble, and I ended up getting uh, 
sent off to I was on I was on juvenile probation and American Idol came in and I was staying with my best friend and her mom at the time and she was like oh you should go to American Idol and that was the first time I felt like somebody ever believed in me oh wow and so I was like really you think I should go to American Idol like I haven't sung for you like did you even know I can sing <laughs> she was like you should go to American Idol and I'm like huh I asked my probation officer and my probation officer said no and um so I didn't go but the fact that she believed in me and she was she was from the atmosphere that I was from so hardcore it was like damn I probably could do this for real mm. like I probably can you know do this music shit why not and then like she's always been a supporter and but she I don't even think she knew that she's probably going to see this podcast and be like girl what I didn't know that well tell her right now <laughs> because I'm sure you're going to share this out with a bunch of people but yeah. tell your friend right now what that absolutely did for yeah you. and I meant a, a lot like a lot like I didn't I didn't do music because I felt like, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't, uh, received as well as I wanted to be received. And when you told me to go to America Idol and your mom was like, I'll drive you. It's just like, that was like a turning point for me. I'm like, Oh, let me start writing. Like, let me start. It just put me back in the creative space that I had lost a long time ago. And we kind of push, push the kickstart on that thing. <laughs> Shout out the best friend yeah. and her mom. Yeah. Tell Shan, you. what's up? All right, Shan. <laughs> Shan, thank you for, for inspiring or encouraging this talented artist. So shout out to you. Like yeah. that's so important for people around us to be supportive. Like I don't I don't think they understand like even the smallest word or the smallest gesture that they make could either make or break you. It can impact a lot. It can impact you. Do you feel like being in the industry affects like close relationships around you? Oh, absolutely. In both positive and negative ways. Elaborate. Um, <laughs> please. Um, relationships like uh, romantic relationships. Relationships, period. Family, your friends, romance, like well, all of those. Family kind of put a strain on family because my mom was a preacher and I did pop rock. So you it's, were a preacher's kid? I am a preacher's kid. So for a while, she's just like, oh, what is this? What are you doing? I, I plead the blood of Jesus. Like, it was a, a lot. So family, and then we were down here in Florida by ourselves, all the rest of my family. And all my musically inclined family were home mm -hmm. in Ohio. So it's like, uh, when I got down here at a young age, it's like, okay, all that was out the window when it came to family support. But then she got on she got on the train and she was like, okay, maybe you're doing something out there. Mm. <laughs> These people gotta like you for a reason. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so then, um, but with friendships, um, I don't get to hang around some of my older friends a lot because it's just now a different. Um, we evolve differently. Yes. Um, and it, it and it happens. But and I'm still there for them and they're still there for me. It's just not on a hangout basis. So I feel like me going into my creative persona that I am, it. Uh, it kind of neglected that side of what they liked as mm -hmm. a friend in me. And and I'm kind of comfortable with it because I feel like it, it was a better change for me. And they did some things that was a better change for them. Um, romantic wise though, oh, this music thing <laughs> is, uh, it's crazy. Like for a while I was in a relationship with somebody else that was in the music industry. Mm -hmm. And it was a wild ride. It was toxic as shit. It was, uh, we were doing everything we weren't supposed to do. We were arguing with each other. And then I got out of that. And then I met a friend. And we've been kicking it. But um, I think it's all in how you make it. Because the two are totally different. Mm, I agree. 
I think it's all in how you make it and it depends on how that other person makes it too. Like, I don't feel like we're here to make each other happy, but at the end of the day, we're not here to make each other sad either. Ooh, what a, uh, bring it back, bring it back, bring it back, bring it back. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we're here to make you know each other happy, but we're not here to make each other sad either. So it takes a strong individual to be with somebody in the, in the music industry. Preferably, I would prefer people that are already in the music industry because mm-hmm. they kind of understand what you got going on. Being up late Being in the up, studio. Yeah, and why we won't be up late together in the studio. It just, it's a better match. Um, but I feel, it's all in how you make it. A lawyer probably could do just the same. Well, this may be a tough question. You don't mm-hmm. have to answer if you don't want, but do you feel like love is a duty or is it an honor? Is it a job? Or is it a blessing? I feel like it's looked at as a duty nowadays, mm-hmm. but it's supposed to be an honor. It's supposed to be like, um, I shouldn't, ha- I, I, it's not my job to love you. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I, it's okay if I love you. Like if you, if you've become that mo- that important person in my life and I love you, then that's an honor. Like if for me and for you, not just one sided, Yeah. but to say that I have to love you, it's just like, I don't have to do anything. <laughs> like literally nothing. I don't have to like be here. I don't have to breathe if I don't want to. I don't yeah. have to eat if I don't want, like it's literally, I don't have to do it. So I don't think it's a duty, but I think people look at it as it's that way nowadays. So why even be with somebody if it's looked at as a duty? Well, right? everybody's not like that. Everybody yeah. doesn't feel that way. Everybody's like, it's some people who still believe that love is honor. Mm-hmm. And not like uh, it one. It's like this. It goes hand in hand. I'm not here to make you happy. I'm just here. I'm not here to make you sad either. Mm-hmm. So, if I feel like people think that duty is for somebody to make them happy, and it never works that way because you have to make yourself happy first. 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 So, on your journey mm-hmm. in life right now, what has been the biggest problem you've encountered while you're like maneuvering just through your everyday life in the music industry as a mom Mm -hmm. as a person learning who you are what's been your been your biggest like problem i think it's the learning who you are um and it's still not fully satisfied like i'm still not fully at the point of who i'm supposed to be but the journey of learning it and having so many outside influences inside influences um insecurities like Mm. that the part of being comfortable with yourself and knowing who you are as an individual is probably the hardest thing what insecurity do you have um (laughs) because i know artists are like sensitive about everything y'all sensitive about y'all shit yeah (laughs) like erica (laughs) i I don't know i don't yeah artistry i'm not really i'm not insecure about like artistry i'm more competitive when it comes to artistry i want to be the best female Mm. out there but uh, insecurities, uh, probably look wise. Like if I'm not on point, I don't feel oh, the best. Okay. <laughs> I feel like, like, but I have that. to be on point. Like if I'm having like a bad hair day, like you're gonna see it all over my face. Or and sometimes I don't care. Like I've gotten to the point where it really don't phase me as much as it used to. Like I used to couldn't be able to walk out the house looking any kind of way. Mm-hmm. Now I can go out in the bonnet and not really care. Don't go out in the bonnet. No, I'm not gonna go out in the bonnet, but it's to the <laughs> to that extent, it's not really. I really, the bonnet gonna be cute as shit. <laughs> oh my god! But um, ah uh, yeah, and I don't know. I guess another insecurity would be the I wouldn't call it an insecurity, but I'm a perfectionist too. Mm-hmm. So I guess that is an insecurity. If That's you don't, like, if it's not perfect, then because as a perfectionist, I feel like you can 
you can want everything to be so perfect at every moment in time. Like you're never going to move past that. Like nothing is ever going to come. Nothing is ever going to be perfect. Nothing is ever going to be perfect because we can't please everybody on the planet. Mm -hmm. So it's like, do you want to spend a lot of time perfecting this or just put it out there and just be authentic with it? Yeah. Yeah. I guess. But I feel like, you know, perfection is authentic. <laughs> as close to it as possible. I mean, but just my thinking, it's like, I you, I can't please all the billions of people that's in the world. So if I'm going to just put this right here. If you don't like it, Ooh, you yeah. don't got to take it. I think mine has kind of like come to a now. It's like, fuck the billions of people in the world. Now mm-hmm. is it perfect for you? Like mm. now the obsession is, is it perfect enough for you? Is this really what you like? Is it not? Are, yeah. you, are you telling yourself that? Like mm-hmm. now it's like that. So who absolutely inspires you? Everyone. Everybody that I come across. That's a good answer. No, for real. Like, uh, it, it could be something little, like the name of your podcast, Bruce Flowers. Like, that could be a song. Oh, make a song for that Bruce be- Flowers. <laughs> that could be a Y'all song. Y'all heard it right there, Bruce Flowers. Like, we people, about to be on a track. Yeah. People, like, people <laughs> could, like, literally, me and somebody like anybody yeah conspired oh oh, his glasses are fire let me write a song about sunglasses Mm -hmm. (laughs) you never know who can inspire you let me ask you a question so when you heard the name of the podcast bruise flowers Mm -hmm. like how did that make you feel your first reaction and response um i felt like it's uh what i felt was what the meaning could mean Mm -hmm. and i felt like it's people overcoming situations that they've been through that tried to take them out like flowers are delicate, so it's not that much. That it's it's not that it's it's not that much to take them out. Like one swipe and they're gone. But to to be a, a bruised flower, a flower without a petal means you survive something. Mm. Are you a bruised flower? I believe so. Yeah. Why? Because oh, I've been through a lot of stuff, but I'm still pretty as shit doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's right. Yeah. Overcoming and still Overcoming. looking beautiful. Yeah. Still slaying every day. Period. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's that's amazing. <laughs> All right. So do you have anything that you want to leave the world with besides your beautiful songs? Because I already asked you to sing. So <laughs> <laughs> um, just be yourself. Like the most genuine thing is being yourself people will love you for you you don't have to pretend to be nobody else you don't have to hide nothing else like hide a lot of things you know just be out there and be open with who you are and you'll feel so much peace feel much more at peace okay before we get out of here how do you find peace how do i find peace yes i always like to know how do you how do people like smoke (laughs) and right yeah i'll go in like i'll go in my car smoke and just start writing. Mm, does it come out easier? Oh yeah, it's, just, it's like word vomit. It's like, maybe I didn't need to write that. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm gonna rip this up so nobody else will see it. But yeah, it, it's it's a way to, like I said, it's a way to vent, way to let it out. Mm-hmm. And if you're not good with talking to other people, writing is the perfect way. I mean, it's not, you're not supposed to talk to yourself, but why not consult the realest person you know? Wow. That's a bar. That's a bar. I stole it. It ain't mine. <laughs> well, I'm glad to hear that. Well, this was pretty good. I really enjoyed this conversation. Was there anything that you feel like I could have asked you or that you wanted to talk about before we wrap this up? No, I think you're an amazing interviewer. You did, you did amazing. You. I'm so happy that you guys had me on Bruce Flowers. Thank you. <laughs> you I hope good. the questions were okay. Yeah, she crossed no lines, y'all. Come get an interview. 
<laughs> come on, come on through. Come on through. But this was absolutely amazing. Thank you for stopping by. Yeah, thank you. We'll love to have you back. Yeah. And hopefully we can come to one of your shows yeah. and, and, and get... Well, you know what? I'm going to put this out in the universe. I will be a background singer in the Nameless Band from Tabby <laughs> P. <laughs> We're going to get a name, y'all. You're going to get a name for you and your band. So, yeah, but... Guys, we're going to get on up out of here. We don't have anything to sell you, but if this episode resonated with you, please share it out to somebody. We're available on all platforms, YouTube, Spotify, Instagram, all that great stuff. Check us out. Leave us five stars and we'll 10 stars, 10 stars and we'll check you guys out next Tuesday. <laughs> Bye.